The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quantum Lots Sports Talk. It is a Tuesday. We are live on a a universal morning again the show is universal 888-346-9144 is the number if and when you call in we will move fast we'll talk a lot about baseball you know the show it moves fast a little bit of baseball maybe if we get to that if not go to your favorite sports show and, and listen to, and listen to some baseball um i didn't get to talk about the fight yesterday the fight uh kevin and i talked about it uh the fight before it was yesterday I was on the show, but the fight be- the day before that, crazy fight. A lot of guys got black eyes. I think it was Pittsburgh and uh, who was it? Who was it, Kevin? Pittsburgh. Uh, the uh, Brewers. The Brewers got into a melee. Uh, yes. and, and fighting is fine. Fighting is fine, um, but let that be your fight. Don't come out and sneak somebody and get a punch in and then, you know, running high. But don't let that be your fight. You come off the bench and you're just hitting a guy who's defenseless. Let that be the guy you have a confrontation with. So I didn't get into that. Um, what I wanted to say about that was the uh, it was dirty, it was cheap. I don't mind fighting. I think fighting's fight defines who you are sometimes. You're a coward, you're going to run a hive, you're a fighter, you'll fight. Uh, the voice that you did hear before I get more into the show is a good friend of mine, Keith Rogers, went to the University of Kansas. Uh, uh, play, 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 Rock Chalk Jayhawks. You know that's a greeting? You know how... This is actually a greeting. I'm going to create some shirts. And you heard it first in case Keith tried to steal my idea. Um, you know how they do the roll tie uh, commercials, which is I like uh, and almost didn't like Alabama because one guy loved him so much that he can't shut up about him. But I, I actually do like uh, Alabama. People say to me, uh, well, they see something with KU on it. You know, Kansas is everywhere. But they say rock chalk, and I say go KU. Go KU. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, you know too. So, it's like hi and bye or hi, how are you? Right. So that's the proper greeting. It for is KU alum. Everybody know, right? Right. They say rock chalk. Go KU. Go KU. All right. Uh, Keith Rogers played uh, University of Kansas. Uh, Keith, you from Kansas though, right? Yeah. 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 Spent most of my time in there. Okay. Um, Shoot, we, we what did we play together? One or two years? Oh, we played a couple of years. Yeah, about two years, uh, and then I end up getting out of there. Um, because I had an extra year of school. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was, but you know, playing at KU is great times. And I say, I tell a lot of people, I said I should have went there first. I should have went straight there. Right. Um, it just to me, everything about Kansas, everything about KU is like I won't go anywhere else to. Like if I can, I will send my kids to KU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're gonna go where it's free. Absolutely. They was going to go with this free. Uh, you know, I'll even, and KU alum, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to burn me at the stake. But you know what? If K-State comes a-calling to my son and they give him a free, free education, 
guess that's where he's going. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go. And then, you know what? That's tough to say, too. It is. Because I'm right. looking at you when you say it and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Kansas State. You see, my palms are sweaty. Yeah. I can't. Um, <laughs> Kansas State. But, you know, free is free. But you're going to always be on a KU campus. Because there was a lot of Kansas State. Oh, J.J. Smith used to always be on campus. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Smith played over the a running back over at Kansas State. It was always at a... On KU campus out in Lawrence. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Manhattan is uh, a farm town. It's, it is. You know what I compared them to? Arizona State and U of A. Right. Right. Exactly like that. To Absolutely. Me. Um, although they've built up more of U of A, but still, just uh, this is more the atmosphere. Anything you want going on here, ASU, KU, and then if you want to go somewhere and just have. Meditation and all that stuff is it mountains, farm, cows, drink beer, <laughs> drink beer. You go to K State. All right, let's get into some. Uh, Keith, you want to do a show? You uh, you got a you got an idea of a show, and you got a you want to put a plan together for the show. Um, is it a sports show or roundtable discussion? Yeah, it'll be a, a I think a lot like this show, um, but it's more common sense so, uh, viewpoint of things that are happening in sports. Yeah, we don't have uh, common sense up here. Wait till Alice get up here. We'll be less and less common sense. You know, I'll be honest, it's, it's in short supply. So, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a, there's a few buddies of mine who, for the better part of the last 20 years, have been talking common sense on yeah. things that happen. And, you know, we feel we want to share that with everybody. Yeah, you know what? Because I, I think there's a show, even when you got a group of guys around, there is a show anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you talk sports, you argue about sports, you get in your car, you watch TV, and tell me you don't see the exact same thing. Absolutely. When you're doing it with some buddies, you're doing it with some friends, you're not doing it with somebody at a studio or some market media put together. You're doing it with a bunch of your guys. And we're commentating along with the show at the time. Right, so. right. So, and, and it doesn't hurt that uh, you know a little bit about all the sports, too. Mm-hmm. Um, or a lot about all the sports, um, but when you got guys around you, you get into some good debates. Now I do the show. I don't mind doing the show by myself, but when you got uh, call ins and you got you got another guy you can argue with or debate about, debate with, it's actually a fun show and it goes by fast. See here on Quamla uh, Sports Talk, Voice America Sports, man, this show can go by so fast. Let's just say we was arguing, it'd be, it'd be gone. And sometimes we don't even take commercials. We don't even go to break. So one of the things you have to do is just go out and get the sponsor. Uh, find somebody who can sponsor you a couple of, um, and you can alter. You can alter the show how you want it. You can alter the sponsorship how you want as long as you pay these guys. Um, and then make sure you got something for yourself. Pay yourself first. Right. Let me tell you that first. I don't care where you do the show. If you want to, you can do it in your studio, in your house. Pay yourself first before you decide to pay somebody else. That's always the best way to go. And then get your group of guys. You, you got a bunch of guys there. Then it, it's going to work out for you guys. So that's not, that's not going to be the, too much of a big deal because everybody out there doing their thing and don't trust anybody. Well, and the thing about it is the group of guys that I'm with, we all have really strong personalities. Mm-hmm. And they're all – the viewpoints really differ on a lot of these issues. And so that really fuels the conversation yeah. a lot of times. You're going to have to um, be the mediator then. You're going to have to bring the topic up. Anybody can bring it up, but whoever bring the topic up – has to own it. Has to own it, and they have to know, okay, it's gotten out of hand. We've got to move on to something else. Right. So, And that's one of the things I don't do, which, you know, we keep going. <laughs> we keep going. <laughs> but then I leave out something like baseball that I wanted to talk about. You'll mm-hmm. leave out a subject. So, so no, that's good stuff, man. You're welcome on the show anytime. Thank you. Just to get the feel for 
how you want to. You bring your guys in so they can get the feel of how you want to do your show. Then you just parlay right into your show. Right, we can do that. But I want to talk about this baseball thing. The fight? Yeah. Well, let's get into you it. You know, because I had a, my, my own personal opinion about it is, you know, there's I hear people on ESPN saying that he disrespected the game. You hit the ball, you don't jog around the bases, you, you run hard every time. And I don't really agree with that. You know what? If he chose to jog as opposed to sprint it out, that's his problem. Uh, he he could have had an inside-the-park home run as opposed to a triple, but you know what? Because he didn't run, that's what he got. Um, but, you know, the baseball academics would say that he should run it out hard the whole way. Like, Well, I don't think so. I, I, that's my reward. Uh, and are you saying he should run or should run? I'm or saying it's he his can, prerogative. Uh, it's prerogative. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not running full speed around the base. Uh, if I knock the ball at the park, I got I take my time. So if I want to trot or I want to do the Ricky Henderson, Henderson mm-hmm. dance, if I want to flip my hat or anything, as long as I'm not, I don't call that disrespect. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge component of uh, not disrespecting the game or somebody else because you don't have to. If, you're, if I knock the ball at the park, that right there is showing you up enough. I don't have to do anything extra. But I should take my time around the base. So now you want to fight me because you had a bad day, then one thing I, don't, well, I wouldn't agree with is that, you know, somebody come out and take a cheap shot at somebody. Right. If that's between you and I, then let that fight start right there. Then everybody can get in, but don't grab him and don't grab me so somebody gets a cheap shot in. But I didn't even think he disrespected him. Okay, yeah, he jogged around mm-hmm. the bases, got the third base. He slid in. It's, he wasn't talking to him. He wasn't even looking at him. Right. He stood up, and the pitcher had a problem. Yeah. And then once the pitcher started woofing at him, come on, man, I'm a, I'm a grown man. Grown, that's why I say first. First of all, I'm a grown man. Grown man. You got you to gotta respect that on both sides. I didn't, I didn't look at you. I went around the base how I wanted to go around the base. Mm-hmm. Then that shouldn't be no problem. Get, get the ball and get back on the mound. Right. But that didn't happen. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you see a lot of guys with black eyes right, right. now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, if you call see. me on my name, you see what's going to happen. It's, it's a problem. That, that could be a problem. <laughs> that could be a huge problem. Because first of all, you got to respect me. And I also say on the other end of that, you got to give respect to get respect. So if, you, if you're not that type of person, then just stay, just stay away from me. If you don't, once you get into my space and start talking crazy, we are in a competitive mode. Like our juices are going. Mm-hmm. You think I'm not going to say anything back to you? I don't who I like Blake Griffin. I don't, you think I'm not going to say anything back to you? A lot of guys get on Blake Griffin, but Blake Griffin can play basketball the way he wants to. He don't have to talk and jab and go back and forth at you. As long as he does what he's supposed to do for his team to be successful, that's winning for him. Right. He's probably never been a talker. I tell people all the time, I didn't, which is tongue-in-cheek, I don't talk to him football unless you say something to me. Then I'll never shut up. Right. Then I'm going to make it hard for you. Then I'm all on day. you. Yeah, then I'm on you. It's going to be rough. Like, well, you know, and the thing about it with baseball, and, and the difference in the sport, too. So in baseball, you know, it's pretty common if a pitcher and a patter have a problem the pitcher gets back at the batter by, you know, throwing him high and inside. I think that uh, should be jail time. Right? You know, I mean, they give him some chin music. That's yeah. what they call They give him some chin music. But that's between the batter and the pitcher. That's not everybody else on the bench. Yeah, I think that's, um, you throw a 90 mile per hour fastball at me, even if I have on a helmet, I think that's jail time. Now, I, I control pitchers, which, you know, it's only a handful of those guys. Yeah, I, I need to back you off the plate. Don't crowd the plate. And even though that's your prerogative, don't cry, mm-hmm. don't cry out to play because you're not going to force me to throw it out here where you dictate and where you're going to hit the ball. I need to dictate also where I don't want you to hit the ball because that's why there's back catch. That's why there's signals, um, uh, p- ball placements on a mound, I mean, on a plate. Because I know this type of guy comes to bat, 
then I want you to hit it to my second base. I want you to hit it to my shortstop. Those are easy outs. But it's, it's according to where I place the ball. Those infielders do a lot of a lot of game film watching of who the batter is. Mm-hmm. They know those guys inside out. You don't even have to. You just watch a baseball game, and you just watch those guys just start moving. One guy come up the plate, they in one position. Another guy comes up to the plate, they move because they know this is the pitch, and they do the film study like we do in football. This is the um, pitch I'm throwing to him because if it's going to be a strike, it's going to be an umpire's call, it's going to be a fifty-fifty situation if that's the call. But if he hits it, it's only going right here, unless you got the guy who can pull a ball and has that much, that type of power. But yeah, this is a game within the game, so you got to be you know you got to have a, a wealth of knowledge. And people don't like the game because it's, they say it's slow. Well, golf is slow too. It's challenging if you're playing it. If you're just watching it, then you're not you're not gonna have a most time you're not have a big passion for it. But you can't discount what those guys are doing because you don't like it. Well, I mean, it's a tremendous amount of skill. I mean, mm-hmm. baseball and golf are two sports that require a tremendous amount of skill. Speaking of golf, I'm golfing today. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unlike <laughs> basketball or football, where if you're just a physical specimen, mm-hmm. you can get by to a large degree. But baseball and golf, if you don't have the proper technique down, uh, you're not going to be worth a bucket of beans. And, and you're right with the word get by because get by is uh, with the skill set you have, with the talent you have. You only gonna get by until those catch up with you. But if you don't put some film work, some film study, some some humbleness into watching a game, then it's gonna be a problem for you when those guys catch up with you because they're gonna have a wealth of knowledge of the game as opposed to just athletic and skilled talent. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. I got Keith Rogers in the studio. We come out. We talk some football. We will talk about you know who's going number one, but really who cares? Um, we'll talk about some basketball that happened last night. The only thing exciting was the KG. Kevin Durant, I should say. Kevin Durant, four-point play. Quarmalas Sports Talk, we come right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lux Sports Talk. I have a good friend, guest in the studio, Keith Rogers. Hey, hey good morning. And we are live. We were talking about a lot of... We, we actually were talking about baseball. So we did get baseball in for everyone in the world that's listening. Uh, 888-346-9144 is the number. If you want to call in, we could talk more baseball, but we'll move on. Uh, coming coming into break or leaving, going out of break, I talked about we... You know, who's, have you been watching football? Because we, we will get into basketball sooner or later. But the college game, right? Uh, there's so much, and it always is around this time of who's going first or who's dropping out of first, or you know. To me, it's, it's much to do about nothing for me because there are about ten guys that could be the number one pick, and that's all predicated on what that team needs, uh, who that team is. Uh, it's the Houston, it's the Houston um, Texans right now, so. Matt Schaub is going out to uh, Oakland Raiders. He's been listed as the starting quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Uh, Terrell Pryor, good for him, will mm-hmm. be competing with the job. Uh, the second, not the job, but competing for backup. Um, with in Seattle. Uh, in Seattle with uh, Jackson. I uh, can't think it's Tavares. Tavares Jackson that was in um, uh, Minnesota. And um, thank you. Oakland Raiders, if I'm Terrell Pryor, for letting me go. Absolutely. I get a chance to be a part of a championship team, mm-hmm. uh, learn the game around some great coaches, uh, a good team concept. Those guys, if you watch those guys play, um, how they play, it looked like they were always together. They always played that team concept. Um, and Terrell Pryor gets to go out there, and he actually gets to compete. If you know the coach, that um, that's a competing atmosphere. The best guys are on the field. It's not a politic thing. It's the guest, best guys on the field. Right. You see a lot of NFL teams or, or professional teams, for that matter. You want to know how guys get on the field. Most times, sometimes it's just politics. A lot of times it's just yeah, politics. Yeah, it's just politics. How is this guy? I look at the NFL and I'm like, oh, when I came in, I'm like, how how did you get here? How did you get here? And not being drafted, coming from the University of Kansas, because Kansas wasn't a big football powerhouse. And I'm like, oh, you must have made one play on TV. So that's what I talk, this is how I talked to him. You must have made one play on TV and they thought you were good and you drafted. And you fooled them. Because I've seen a lot of guys go in the first round and they were gone after three or four years. Gone. Out two or three years off that team that drafted them. Three or four, three to five, out of the league. And see, this is why I don't believe in drafting. People, you know, it's not because I didn't get drafted because I've watched the draft as a kid, there's a lot of things I don't like by, about the draft. Why is it on TV? Um, uh, guys, uh, the scouts picking a safe bet. You're not going to the right schools. Like, I would love to be a scout, but I don't want to put in that scout work because I think the scouts do a lot of work. But then you take all that, all that literature and, and the work you've done to the GM and to the coach, and they go on their own sometimes. Right. So I, I think, you know, 40% of the guys or 30% of the guys – on the field through politics. Well, I mean, my thoughts are as much as work we put, the scout system puts into identifying talent, um, it's still not an exact science. No. So you can get guy with all the measurables, but you know he doesn't have the heart to be able to to make the plays when needs to be. I mean, I think about playing with you. Um, you were undrafted, and that, in my opinion, that was a travesty. But you know what? Playing with you in college, you were always around the ball. 
I mean, that's a skill set that sometimes does not show up on the stat sheet. Right. Um, and that's what the teams need. If you got a guy that's around the, always around the ball, then that creates plays for everybody else. And that's the guy I would want on my team. Because I, 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 I did coach out here. I was defensive coordinator. At, I was defensive back coach at Mesa Community College. I was defensive coordinator at Mesa Community College. I was defensive back coach uh UFL and Vegas Locos. Um, then I, I train a lot. But that right there is what I look for. And I tell these guys, I said, I don't need any superstars. So if you want to you be above this unit we have, this secondary unit we have, go play offense. Go to receive. We'll love, or go to another team. I love to play against you because I already know who you are. I said, give me 11 overachievers. Mm-hmm. Give me 11 overachievers because I know exactly what I'm going to get from them. And I, I guarantee you, playing us, you're going to know you was in a fight. And you may go, you're going to make some plays. Because I'm talking about overachievers. I'm not talking about guys with a skill set that's like that eye popping every time they're on the field. But I'm talking about guys who's going to be in position, who's going to be where they need to be when they're supposed to be there, who's going to make plays, who's going to be around the football, who's going to come to the sideline and talk about what they got to do next. Right. So you got a lot of superstars. It's just, and the best part of a superstar is when he buys into what you're doing and he takes that skill set and play within the system. I don't try to, I've never been the guy to say, I'm going to harness that right there. or Not harness, but I'm going to trap that in. I'm going to trap your ability in. I'll let you play how you play. This is the reason why you're here. That's a, a talent that I didn't give you. But, you know, sometimes in this defense or that defense, you got to play within that defense. I don't mind you taking chances. I insist that you take chances with that talent you have. But a lot of guys don't do that. So when you talk about the first-round pick and, and, and who that guy is, I think it's all predicated on what that team needs and who that team is. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, which may be Davion now that I've heard them say his name differently a couple of times that he said, out of South Carolina, I think he may be what Houston needs. But they're talking about another guy from Buffalo that I didn't – I don't know if he come out of nowhere. I just haven't heard about him. Um, and they also talking about Johnny Manziel. Again, it's what that team needs. Is, is So anybody, in my opinion, can be that first-round draft pick. I mean, I think that they, that Houston, even though they got rid of Matt Schaub, mm-hmm. um, they're, I don't think you pass on Jadavion Clowney because you have an opportunity to have bookends on your defense that will be the cornerstone of that team for the next three to five years. I mean, you can't go to the left. You can't go to the right. You yeah. can't run around the edge, so you've got to stick in between the tackles. And I believe they run a 4-3 defense, so and you got those guys. And I thought the best part of a, a 3-4 defense was that nose tackle. That nose guard has to be a beast. Right. Because when you can't come on, when you can't go outside and you have to come in the middle, now those linebackers become very important. Those two inside linebackers, man, they become huge to your team. and They probably lead the team one and two in tackles. Um, and then you got those outside backers making plays because they turn into your bookends in that 3-4 defense. But the 4-3, you got J.C. Watts. JJ Watts, JJ Watts mm-hmm. on the um, on the right side. Then you put uh, Jadavion Clowney on the left. That's something a lot of teams don't have. No. And then you're playing in a conference where you got the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee. You know, you got to get after those guys. You got to get after those quarterbacks. Uh, you can't Andrew Luck can't sit back and have a field day with you. So, th- who's number one? To me, it really does. I, I could care less. It'd be great for that person. And, and uh, Clowney has admitted on several occasions that it's his ego in a way that he wants to be number one. Well, it gets everybody's egos get in the way sometimes. Right. So that's not going to be the case. You got Sammy Watkins could be number one, but I don't think Houston need a receiver. Mm-mm. And St. Louis picks – St. Louis just got a receiver out of um, 
out of uh, West Virginia last year. What was this guy's name? Um, fast guy that uh, Geno Smith threw uh, to. Uh, the number 11. Little, yeah, yeah. Little, I, little fella. I, I get to him. I get to his name. Damn. But he was a little, my dad calls them water bugs. Water bugs. <laughs> water bugs. You put, put them in the slot and just move them around. Now, I've worked out, I worked with a slot guy. Um, he's at LSU. Let me see when he's going to be picked. Um, he's not in the top ten. He should be. That's a little slot guy. Wherever he goes, he's going he's gonna to play at a high level because he's going to fit right into the slot. And I don't think that if you put him on the outside, you you, you just – you just didn't do your homework on everything you thought about this guy. And he probably can get it done. He, but putting him in the slot, I don't know who can cover him right now. Well, man, I say you put the little water bugs in the slot, so they're really going to be lining up against an outside backer in some cases, but primarily a safety or a nickelback. Yeah, and which is going to be a problem. Which is going to be a matchup nightmare. Yeah, that could be a, a huge problem. Uh, Beckham, Beckham, I'm trying to think of his first name, but Beckham uh, out of LSU. Worked over there out there at XO API. I thought this guy said he has great hands. He has big hands. To be a little water bug, has huge hands, uh, and he's quick and fast. So he got a combination that, you know, sometimes you got a slot guy that's real quick. Some guy you got a guy that's real fast. He's quick and fast. So when he gets the ball and then he can catch, I've seen him make, make in three weeks about so many one-handed catches. It was like, is he trying to do this on purpose? Or he just can catch with one hand. But um, that type of guy in a slot. And St. Louis picks, picking second. I don't know if they need a receiver, but how do, you, yeah, how do you pick? You might get Stanley Walker. That's the guy who will go after any of the quarterbacks or after any um, or Clowney. The crazy part about it, if Clowney don't go in first, do St. Louis need St. Louis talked about it, but do they need him? So you can have a guy who's projected to go first round, first pick, and get slipped all the way down to number six or eight mm-hmm. because the other teams don't, don't need him. They don't need him. Well, I mean, in St. Louis, they could use him too because they have a uh, long Chris Long, Chris Long on on the on the edge. Yeah. So you could have the same the same setup in St. Louis with the bookend. And there was talk about him going to St. Louis, uh, but it was also talk about St. Louis getting the quarterback because Sam Bradford coming off the only deal. Uh, the last multi-deal, the last huge deals quarterbacks can get before the rookie salary cap. Uh, he was hurt last year, but I thought his backup played real well. I thought he played real well last year. But Sam Bradford coming into, coming out of Oklahoma, a team that we're familiar with. Right. But, <laughs> but I mean, in Sam's defense, he, you know, he's been running for his life for mm-hmm. little, since he's gotten out of college. So, you know, you got to have some meat up front uh, to protect him, to give him some time to get the ball down the field. I'll tell you, the, the, one of the things I heard most about him, it wasn't so much of his athletic ability, although I did see that once he got into the lineup, once he started playing. But it was more so his wonderlick test. <laughs> it was, that's, it was just, they made such an inference on I think he scored like 50 or something or whatever was high. I don't even remember taking a wonderlick test. I remember the wonderlick test. And, you know, it's abstract thinking. It's not basic arithmetic. <laughs> it has it's nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with anything. And it's timed. So you're sitting there with the with the coach with the stopwatch. Yeah. You can't skip a question, otherwise it's it's wrong. Really? Yeah. So it's it's a it's how you handle the pressure, not necessarily how smart you are. I um, I, I think a lot of things like that. But people, I mean, you're not gonna tell that person. Um, I was talking. I was playing golf with this um, anesthesiologist, and he had to defend his uh, d- dissertation. Or, and it wasn't so much that. You know, you sit in a room with a bunch of people. It wasn't so much that you got the answer wrong. They want to see how you handle pressure when they ask the question. Mm-hmm. 
So it was more so like that. So I don't even remember taking a wonder lick. I don't even know what my score was. It probably was it probably was like a high fifty or something like that. No, I remember distinctly <laughs> sitting there uh, with Ray Rhodes was mm-hmm. there. He had the stopwatch. Yep. He was watching us while we're taking the test. That's crazy. Yeah. Ray Rose. I almost went to uh, Seattle because Ray Rose was there. We had the same agent in Jim Solano. Uh, Ray Rose. I tell you what, we come back, we take a break. We may talk about football, but I doubt it. We'll get right into some basketball, what happened last night, what's going to happen tonight. Um, i go back into briefly talking about Mike Woodson, and we'll move on to some game stuff. Kwame Live Sports Talk, got Keith Rogers in the studio. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. Welcome back to the Kwame Last Sports Talk. We're in our third segment. We got one more segment after this. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy is uh, he's on injury reserve. He has some uh, surgery done. Not the one I think he should get done, the facelift part of it. But he had a appendix, um appendix. So <laughs> we wish him well, wish him back soon. Oh, he got two days. You can't stay on injury reserve too long. You either hurt or you injured, one or the other, but you got to get back on the field, playing field. So uh, we wish Alex well, a speedy recovery. Uh, he should be in probably next week. How about that? But I do have Keith Rogers on, in the studio. Keith Rogers played at the University of Kansas. Um, Keith Rogers also is in the process of putting a show together. Uh, you guys got a name for the show yet? Not yet. Not yet. But we're, uh, we're, we're, we're thinking through some, uh, some names. 
You want to throw some out there? <laughs> I tell you what. You know, well, I, I will say uh, one of the thing, one of the names that that's come up is common sense. Common sense. But what sense? C e n t s. Common C-E- sense. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you know the things that happen uh, and some of the decisions that people make. It's money. Cost some money. Yes, it costs some money. You know what? And why? Why do you want to mess up your chips? You know, to, to for do, a chick, you know, for a chick, or to do something silly that'll just mess up your money. I'm, I'm not, mess up I'm not trying to mess up my money. Yeah, you know what? What, what do you, um, where do you account that to? Because, and let me, let me. I'm, okay, you brought it up, and we're talking sports, okay. common sense, right? Don't mess up your chips for a chick, right? Do that. Would you say guys that do that? It, and it's not just for a chick. I mean, yeah, but, pro- you, but hear, you, you, hear, you hear most about chicks. Yeah, and that sounded good to me. Right. And it makes, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense as I shake up my uh, Isogenics E shot, E plus, I need some energy. Um, do you equate that to how guys were raised or they, how they come up or they just don't know they didn't have certain people in their lives or you just come up to like, it's common sense. Just don't do it. I think it's common sense, but I think it's also it's a product of the environment too. Um, you know, as athletes, you know that we are afforded, you know, certain um, a little too much. I, I would say, with opportunities and mm-hmm. you know benefits that others aren't, and so that can create this kind of um, superiority complex, and to some degree, where you think that you're above all things, and the law doesn't apply to you, right. and you can get away with it. And let me put a comment to that. That um, that happens at a young age. That happens at ten, twelve when we start playing football. Let's say you best one of the better athletes on your team. Well, your coach also show your favors. He gets on you, but the players do see him come back and put his arm over you and say, "Okay, Keith, you can't do this. You got to do this." So Keith made this play, made that play, and all the guys are hearing is that they saw Keith make a mistake. But all they're hearing is Keith, Keith, Keith. They they. That builds you up as it tears the guys around, uh, down around you. So at a young age, you be, you get into a superstar mode that you can't do anything wrong, or the coach mm-hmm. gonna take care of you. But you also a, a great talent for your age, and you continue to get better and better as you get older. And you can you get into a life situation, and somebody's always building you out. And in the process of that, uh, when it's time to do it on your own, you looking around like who's going to bail me out of this and you have no common sense on well you wasn't supposed to do this anyway because there was somebody always there for you now and it's going to cost you some chips right or you know to 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 stay on that point you do something and you mess up you don't get obviously the coaching to say you know you should be doing something differently but if somebody else who's not the star player does that very same thing you know they get I see it all the time man <laughs> I see it all the time it's like, I actually got coach um through somebody else, like uh, one of the, my backup, one of the um, he, he made a mistake. Oh no, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. And then he, the coach was talking to my backup or the guy behind me. I don't like to call him backup. The, the other safety, he's talking to the other safeties or corners. That yeah, you can't do this. I'm like, I made that mistake. Like how, it, how well, did so, happen? So it's funny you mentioned that. So when we were playing, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you you were you were the man you were the man in the back, right? You were you ran you ran the show in our backfield, um, and you were the guy that was always around the ball. And our coach at the time recognized that you were the man around the ball. So here I am, a freshman coming in. Was I'm that trying to learn. It was <laughs> Coach D'Antonio. I'm trying to learn, and I'm making mistakes. Um, but you're making the same mistakes. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm the only one doing up downs. 
Yeah, because I was going to make those mistakes on game day. He was a <laughs> freshman. You just got there. He didn't know. He know it's it's crazy because some guys show up on game day, and I don't, I'm not one of those guys that say, "Well, you can't make that mistake during practice because I know you're gonna make you're not gonna make them on game." I want you to do it right in practice. But you're right, right. I do remember that. Man, I did more up downs <laughs> for me. Did, oh man, <laughs> I mean, I still have nightmares about up downs. <laughs> I remember they tried to make me. Uh, you know our little running test. We had to go into the gym. We did the eight hundreds and all that stuff. And uh, who was? Might have been Pat Rule, or maybe it might have been uh, Fred Rule or somebody oh, okay. uh, timing us. And they said I missed the time. I said I didn't miss the time. I came in way before the person who behind me made it. So how did I miss the time? And I didn't know what that was about. That was about the mental part of the game, or are you going to do this, or are you going to let these guys see you do that? So I just pulled him to the side and said, you know I didn't miss that time. So I had to come in. You know how the early mornings we had mm-hmm. to come in and go into the field house and uh, one of the greatest field house in collegiate sports and um, do bear crawls. Yeah. So when I got there, I said I wasn't coming for a long time. So then they had to come to my room, 104D, D Towers. They had to come to my room and say, get up, you got to go. Because I just said, I'm not coming, I'm not coming. I ended up doing them. When I got there, I said, Kwame, it wasn't about you just getting up in the morning. It was just about what well, we were building our team. So was, that was one of the things, building a team so these kids, these guys to know, the younger guys, whatever we do, let's do it together. Do it together. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes you won't have to make, take up the slack for somebody else. And I was still arguing about how I miss my time. The guy behind me makes my time, makes his time. That don't make sense. But it was all about the mental part of the game. And I think the mental part is huge in every aspect of sports. Because you can break a guy down if he doesn't have the mental part. So when I got in there, I really got, I really got some good life lessons, athletic life lessons while I was at KU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Fellows gave me a good one too, trying to do too much in the secondary and making mistakes. So he calls me in his office and said, I need you to go to the store, get a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread and bring back my change. And I'm looking at him crazy. I'm like, yeah, you, I'm not going to the store getting you a gallon of milk <laughs> or no bread. I didn't say that. I was looking at him like that. So he said, what did I actually do? I said, well, you want me to go to the store and get you a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and bring back your change? He said, that's all I want you to do. I don't want you to do anything else. Like when we run our defense and we call our defense, that's all I want you to do. You could do your job and somebody else's job, but you got to do your job first. Mm-hmm. So then it, it started clicking with me, and then we play Iowa State, and I missed about uh, when I missed about two interceptions in that game, we was getting blown out. We had one of our biggest wins came back and won seventy to sixty something. They was killing us by fifty points at halftime. So we come back, and on the sideline, he said, "Just go to the store, get what I actually get." I come back, I have two interceptions. I should have had like four or five of them, just missing them. The aspect, the mental aspect of the game is huge because you mentioned early in the segment that physically, a lot of guys can do it. Are you going to do the mental part? Uh, of that, are you going to build with your team, or are you just going to say, I'm talented enough, I'll get by? You're going to get by for a while, but mentally when they catch up to you, you're not going to have that capacity to, to maintain. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you got to do the film work ahead of time, yeah. but you know, while you're in the game, you also have to have a short memory. You, know, you make mm-hmm. a mistake, you have to recognize that you made a mistake, but don't make that mistake again, but you can't dwell on it either because they're going to line up in the next 30 seconds and they're going to come at you again. And if they see that your your lips all all big and dragging down, they're gonna keep they're gonna keep coming at you. And and you love to find those guys, whether you're a coach or a player, you love to find the guy with his shoulders slouching now. 
because he's thinking about it. I'm like, why would you think about something? You want to feel f- guys forget why they are on the field. And I know we talked about the politics that come with it, and probably out of eleven guys on the field on your on your side of the field, maybe two or three of them or two of them shouldn't be up there. We've talked about that, but we love to find a guy who's mentally unstable because mm-hmm. you go right at go him, go right at him, and he lets the team down. And there's nothing the team can say to him consistently that he's going to pick it right back up. <laughs> you go right at him, um, but the guys that's mentally strong. Even with uh, an average ability, that guy's going to be a problem. He's going to work. He's going to work. He's going to work. I made a comment uh, to somebody just yesterday talking about the, the importance of, of practice and how you play. So, you know, you can be the best practice player in the world. Mm, mm. But if that doesn't translate on the field, that's not going to equate to success. I see a lot of those guys. You can, you can practice as great as you want, but the minute you step on the field, you fall to pieces. You're going to find yourself standing right next to the coach. And practicing that way gets you on the field. But for some reason, strange reason, I can't understand why the coaches don't see that's all that person is, is a practice player. Practice player. You get on the field, you're, gonna, you're a liability now. Mm-hmm. You're a li- see, the, one of the things we talked about off the air, too, was when you come into a team, it's important that you come into a certain kind of team. I came into a veteran team. I came into some guys that were trying to win. Some of them, most of them came from different places. I had uh, Bernard Wilson, I had Seth Joyner, Eric Hill, uh, Clyde Simmons, Terry Hope, Aeneas Williams, uh, Lynch Mob, Lorenzo. I had a lot of um, veteran guys. And I came in, how you, you mm-hmm. know, how you come in, beating the runnings. You know, we run our hundreds, I'm running. I'm running, I'm like, I didn't make the team. Y'all guys are on this team. It's, Lorenzo said, Kwame, slow down. You're running too fast. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm running too fast. That don't make sense to me. He said, this is how we practice. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo uh, Lynch Mob, he said, this is how we practice. I uh, mean, at, when, when you just mentioned that, you Kwame, you're running too fast. I only think of one guy that I play, we played with in college, and you'll remember him, Derek Fairchild. Derek Fairchild. He was motor. the he was, man, His motor never stopped running he was the one guy on the scout team who he was the walk-on mm-hmm. I mean he worked harder than anybody out there he had I'll say he didn't have the the measurables like some other guys like Sylvester Wright right right Sylvester was a beast Don Davis he was a beast you know Derek didn't have that but Derek had a motor yeah. and Derek would always come out of practice at least once a week with his nose busted <laughs> <laughs> you give me a, you give me Ten more guys like that. Absolutely, you win a bo- you win football games. Yes, you do because they'll never quit. They'll right. never quit. No work. No work. And and guys and he may not even say a word, but he's just gonna go about his business how he go about his business. But guys gonna see that, and that stuff becomes contagious. You have a great coach, even if the coach is not a Phil Jackson, but you have a great coach when he's able to recognize who those guys are on the field and put them around the people that he really want to talk to, but don't want to say anything to, because it becomes contagious. Mm-hmm. You see those guys working hard. You see those guys, uh, your so-called superstars, not putting that same work. Um, and it, it kind of put me in the mindset of them guys. Aeneas didn't say this because Aeneas is another guy who has that motor. He just won't stop. When he come up for practice, he come to practice. Pat Tillman was like that. He come to practice, he come to practice. When Pat Tillman learned how to play the game, he didn't come in and say, I'm Pat Tillman, ASU, defensive player of the year. He came in and tried to learn the game. Those guys you appreciate. But Aeneas was one of those guys who had that motor. He just wouldn't – every practice, I don't care what it was, he was going fast, going full speed. So for the guys to say that, for guys to say, slow down, you're running too fast, I'm like, I didn't get it. I'm like, 
I don't. I didn't make the team yet. I'm trying to make the team. You guys are already on the team. So I got in a, I got in a fight probably pretty much every day in camp. I fought somebody, and it was my goal to fight somebody too. Like, you got drafted? Okay, I, I, let me line up in front of him. I'll try to fight everybody. And plus, it didn't hurt me that Buddy Ryan was the coach, and he, he loved that sort of stuff. <laughs> he loves fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to take a quick break. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We come back, finish up the last segment, find out what else Keith got, has going on. Uh, then we really, we really going to talk some basketball. Okay, we're going to do it this time. Okay, we're going to do it. Kwame Sports Talk, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Oh yeah. This is the Sexy Voice segment right here. Come on, sports talk. Got let me change my voice when I say his name. I got Keith Rogers in the studio. <laughs> I want to say your name in my sexy voice. Alex don't like when I do the sexy voice segment, but uh, you know, it's millions of people listening, so they like it. I think they're a million. Might be a million one. I don't know. Hey, uh, <laughs> 888-346-9144. This is the last segment. If you want to call in and get on with the show, I got Keith Rogers, Rock Chalk, Jay Hulk. OKU. In the studio. Um what else you got doing outside of that? Outside of the, the you, you'll get the show started. I told you you can come in here and do some host one of my shows if you wanted to. Right. Uh, you bring your guys in, uh, come in, or you can come in with Alex. You know, Alex is a Alex is a good guy. He like he he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, really, you know, really, he's that's it. You know, because we've been we've been we've been talking. Um, Sports and just common sense for you know for as long as I can remember. Chips over chicks, you know. <laughs> you know, and the thing that's that's that's, that's really got to cool. be a segment. I, I hate to cut you off, but I can't remember a thing. You know, you had the same right. Chips over chicks. You had the yeah, same injuries I had. But that's got to be a segment. Chips over chips because it, it could be one right. day you come in and say, "Why did this guy do this over that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and it, co- it costs some money. I mean, mm-hmm. I think about the, the first person I think of when you say you know you know chicks over chips is uh, Lawrence Phillips. Oh man, had the world in his hands. Oh man, I mean, he had. That's he the had disadvantage the, of going to Nebraska, where there's nothing there. Nothing, nothing. But you know, he would rather he mm-hmm. would rather you know put his hands on on a woman than make all the money in the world because he had it. 
He that, had it. They, he Keith. was he was a he was a talent. He, he was, was a problem for us. Man, he I was. played linebacker that guy. I'm playing your position. You had to come down in the box sometimes. Most times, I remember we played them in the Brazza. I, I'm like, why we got an eight man front for them guys, and they still running the ball on us. He was a nightmare. That dude was a nightmare. Had the world in his hands. The world Threw it away. I watched him um, come out here and play. I think it was ASU, Nebraska, and ASU in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. That guy was. I, well, I watched him while we playing against them while we in, in college. Then I, I I come here. I think he had some more another year or so. I'm like, I remember that guy. So I go to the game. This guy just had a field day on him mm-hmm. running. Lawrence Phillips, a guy who has the world in his hands, chips over chicks, lost everything. Sure did. Good. If you don't use it, no, I'm not going. If you don't use it, I'm gonna use it. Y'all better make that a segment. No, I'm we're gonna no, we're gonna make it a segment. Okay. I got it right now. Yeah, you okay. Heard it first. Well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I can't use it. I got to come up with my own one. Uh, hmm. But anyway, let's talk about some basketball. Uh, basketball. We just did. That was basketball. <laughs> if you watch, uh, no, Mike Wilson. I, I talked yesterday about Mike Wilson being fired, it, and it's not a bad thing. If you look at his resume while taking off, he took over from Mark D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why Mike D'Antonio keeps getting gigs. Yeah, I said Mark, but I meant Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, he got incriminated pictures of somebody. He got naked pictures of somebody. I, I don't know. I think they like his style of offense, but when you're talking about defensive guy, uh, you're talking about Wilson. So... If you look at his resume in New York after taking over for D'Antonio, I don't think he did a bad job. I don't think he did at all, especially with the talent he had. The reason why I think he got fired is because if you can't make that work in the East with Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire, you have Felton who played well as of late, but this year kind of fell off, but he did have a gun charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could weigh, that can weigh on your mind a little bit. You had... Um, J.R. Smith, Carmelo Anthony, you cannot get, you cannot place yourself in an eighth seed with that team in Madison Square Garden. Now, Madison Square Garden is going to be, be getting some re- renova- renovations to that, to that place, but it's still historical. You still have what you have on that New York Knicks team. You like to think any coach can do that. And now, I say they fired them last year. I mean, uh, yesterday, I'm talking crazy. I say they fired them yesterday. But I really think they fired him as soon as Phil, Mickers, Phil Jackson took the job. Absolutely. Well, the thing about it is in the East, all the teams in the East have been beating up on each other all year long. I mean, I think we have what, half the teams in the East in the playoffs that have a losing record. So if you can't get an eight seed in the East <laughs> with what you, what you got on, on your bench there in New York, then you know, I think it's justified that you got to go. I think if we get um, six more guys, we probably can – Getting that eighth seed, eighth spot, <laughs> because the game going. I don't think those guys. You got too many big guys that want to play finesse. I, I don't. I think. I think Stoudemire, He should have never left Phoenix. Never. But they should have never got rid of him. Pay the guy. First of all, they should have paid him. Pay the guy. Um, I think um, Tyson Chandler. He was in. He was in Denver, wasn't he? You got everybody you need up there, but you got to find a way. I think those guys still play physical when they need to. They still play physical, but you got too many finesse guys that want to shoot these outside jumper. And when you talk, when I when I say that, I immediately start thinking about Oklahoma last night, how they lost that game. Really, how they lost that game? I would say those guys that came off the bench was one for four or one for five and didn't do didn't hold up their own. I won't say so much about the I won't say so much about 
K Kevin Durant going five for twelve from the three, which five for twelve is good. Most times you you that guy would hit probably eight for twelve, and I won't say that. Uh, I will say Westbrook. Westbrook takes too many shots for me. You're not the leading scorer in the he's league. A, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the point guard. He's not a shooting guard. And I don't like that look. He got that duck look. He looked like a duck. I don't like that look. He looked like that duck. Uh, what's that duck name? It's like two ducks in cartoon characters, but. He looks. He looks like the uh, one. He looks seven. like the head guy out of Hydra, out of Captain America. You see that? Did dude? you see Captain America? Yeah, that movie was hot. That the Winter Soldier. If you haven't seen it, go go see it. It's I, hot. I'm gonna have it on uh, DVD ASAP. Yeah, yeah, that's hot. That's a good death. movie. That's like one of those you you don't mind watching. Like you you put the slide that in. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. You know, Westbrook takes too many shots. Too I mean, many. I mean, he's hard to guard off the dribble. I get that, but you know what? He's got to distribute. I thought the guy had wings. The way he jumps. Didn't he have two surgeries? On yeah, that one knee. But he, oh, man, he jumps he, out the gym. He flies, man. I think he got that. Uh, what's that Red Bull stuff? He uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got wings. This guy jumps. As soon as he leaves the ground, it's like he's flying. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. It's just the. It's just amazing that. It, you know, guys are still they're getting stronger, bigger, faster, quicker anyway. But he's he jumps out the gym. His problem is is he think he's the star of that team. You are a star in your own right, but you are the point guard. I blame that on the coach. You haven't just, you haven't said anything to him like and you probably did because he, he seemed like a guy who's just not gonna listen. He remind me of Floyd Mayweather, you're gonna do your own thing. You are the point guard. I have a star in Kevin Durant. I have the leading scorer mm-hmm. in the lead in Kevin Durant. Why are you taking just as many shots here? You twenty eight. Both of them took twenty eight shots. Yeah, that's I don't too need many. you. You knock down you eight of those to, shots. Yep. You need to. You need to cut that in half. Yeah. Yeah. You pass the ball. You. I want you to have. If he had fifteen points and those or twenty points and all those were exciting points, I need you to have ten assists with that. You just gave me thirty plus points. Well, I mean, they need to get the bigs more involved. I mean, because if you get the bigs involved and they try to collapse down into the lane, that's going to open it up for, Ke- for Kevin Durant there on the outside. And if they then switch to Kevin Durant on the outside, that opens up the lanes for Westbrook to drive and make it easy on the team. I mean, so who are you going to do? So who are you going to guard? It could be tough if they play it the right way. If they play their roles, it could be tough. But Memphis, what I know of Memphis and grimy, I, and, grimy. Right. And what I think of Memphis, I think grime and I think defense. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. It keeps them in games. It's, it's, it's like the um, – who's the team that stays in basketball games? Damn, we got a minute left. Um, but it keeps them in the games. San Antonio, just just intelligence. Right. Uh, they got three guys, unselfish play. Defense wins championships. Defense wins all every time, most of the time. High percentage, 96% of the time. We only got a minute left, man. We we really we should have got into basketball early. <laughs> but I'm sure Coach, uh, I'm sure Mike Wilson, uh, he'll land on his feet somewhere. He will because it's a good old boy system, and, and somebody put him on the bench mm-hmm. and because he's a defensive minded guy, and you got to have defense if you want to win games. Uh, the most disappointing team, real quick, in the playoffs right now for you. Uh, the most disappointing team in the playoffs right now has got to be uh, I don't know. I'd say honestly, I. Oklahoma City, and, and I say Oklahoma City because they should just be running through, folks. Yeah. I'll say this, and we got to go. The Indiana Pacers, I'm going to watch them tonight, but I think the Atlanta Hawks will win again. Got Keith Rogers in the studio. He'll be back. Uh, he Look out for him and his show and, and uh, Common Sense, possibly. Uh, but there's a lot of names out there. Kwame Lott Sports Talk, we're going to take tomorrow off. We'll be back Thursday and Friday. See you there. Thanks. Thanks.
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.